From SAP, this is Insights Matter, the show that brings you interviews with industry experts on trending topics that matter most to small and mid-sized businesses. Our guest today is Ray Boggs, who's VP of SMB Research at IDC. Ray, how are you doing today? Doing great. Great sunny day this, this wonderful autumn. Where are you located right now? So outside of Boston at our Framingham, Massachusetts headquarters. Well, I'm in Silicon Valley uh, today, actually out of my home office, and it's nice and sunny, but cool. But uh, thanks for joining us today. And for our audience out there, we're going to be talking about using cloud capabilities for competitive advantage. So Ray, let's dive in and I'll ask you the first question. So can you tell our audience, what is the state of cloud technology and how is it transforming businesses today? What's well, interesting, the, the cloud, it seems like it's been around forever, but it's really only been the past five years that we've really seen significant traction among small and mid-sized companies, and even big companies for, for that matter. And the, the nature of cloud engagement has been such that it's almost like, I don't know, jacking up a house where you need to have broadband capability, you need to have software applications, you need to have the infrastructure internally, you need to have interest in users externally. There are a host of different components that all have to align and all have really you know, hit their stride just the past two, three years for cloud engagement to really make sense across the spectrum of businesses, regardless of size or industry. And cloud solutions, they're easier to scale and to meet growth needs today, aren't they? Exactly right. So that you, independent of whether you're a single person or Fortune 500 company, you know, you can basically have the same kinds of capabilities and technology throughout your organization deployed with relative ease and surprising affordability. The one thing I always like that you say is, you know, it levels the playing ground because you can have a smaller company and they can compete with a larger one because the cloud allows them to do that. Can you talk a little bit about just kind of pricing for, you know, small to midsize, you know, what does the cloud enable them to do for their company? Exactly right. I mean, it's almost like if you think about the, you know, back in the day when electricity was just starting, you wouldn't have a central. When, when was that, Ray, when electricity oh, you know, it was seems, just starting? It seems, like, it seems like yesterday, you know, in, you know, <laughs> in the 1890s when Edison and Tesla were, were fighting it out for DC versus AC, and you had multiple power generation solutions, and everybody had to have their own power generator in the basement. And arguably with, you know, with, with power challenges in, in some parts of the country, you almost feel bad you don't have a power generator in your basement. Exactly. But but back in the day, you had to have one. And it's almost like the same kind of idea where I don't need to have all of the resources internally. I don't need to have my own, you know, steam generating plant, electricity delivery and everything else to, to take care of things. I can rely on external utilities. And literally the public utility idea is something that you can think of as kind of a cloud story where it's it's a shared resource delivered through through the public utility, if you will, whether it be, you know, a, a public or private broadband connection that allows you to have access to resources that are equivalent to what you as a, you know, a, a major company, a Fortune 1000 firm might have. Yeah, you brought up like the upfront investment there. So it takes less upfront investment and some of these companies can be up and running in weeks by going to the cloud. Exactly right. Especially if you're if you're a smaller company and you don't have a lot of kind of customized bespoke kind of standards where you can, you know, just get get something off the rack, if you will, the clothes analogy, have some minor alterations done and then you're all set rather than wait months for, you know, your London tailor to custom craft something for your own specific kinds of dimensions. And once you implement it, 
Can you talk a little bit about um, maintaining it? Because it's totally changed with the cloud. In the past with IT, you would have probably a whole department that have to be managing this. How has the cloud changed all that? Exactly. And if you think about the idea of how do I bring new people on board? How do I do updating when new versions of software come, come out? How do I you know, take care of multiple locations where, gee, I may not have IT people in every site. Maybe I've got a full-time IT staff, but they're all at headquarters, not in, in some, some of our branch offices. All of those issues can be addressed by the cloud where now everybody has the same version of the software being updated on a regular basis in a very timely way. So I don't have to wait till a quarterly or annual refresh, but it's almost on a continuing basis. And it's all part of my subscription. So I don't have like, oh man, it's the end of the quarter. I got to do all these updates and, and so on. So for IT people, it relieves a lot of the chores. For corporate management, it really smooths the sort of budgeting issues of, you know, when do we have to pay for things and how expensive and so forth. You can basically pay for what you use as you use it, and everybody is aligned with the same kinds of resources. And then talking about resources, you don't now have the rooms of servers and um, the space required um, in the, of the past. The cloud makes it so that you're saving money on that aspect. Exactly right. Although it's funny, it's not like as a small business, I'm really worried about all the space that my server takes up because I have it under the receptionist desk. You know, it's not like I'm running a, a huge data center and I have all these power and cooling worries and footprint. And it's like, oh man. But the idea of management becomes the issue. So it's like, yeah, I know the server's here and it's, you know, under 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 the, the receptionist desk, but it's like, what's else, what else is going on? What, what What's happening with all my storage? Where is that going? Why do I have? Why am I running out? I thought I have a ton. So it's like the management of those resources becomes actually more important and more of a reason to to be investing in some of the more advanced technologies, even like server virtualization, than the the sort of big company concerns about oh you know data center footprint and the expensive utilities and so on. So you've teed it up quite quite well about what is happening with businesses today with the cloud. Um, I'd like to focus now on the small and mid-sized business because that is your uh, forte. Can you talk about what are the top priorities over the next 12 months as it relates to cloud for the small and mid-sized businesses? Well, it, it's interesting because you, you almost want to take your business priorities and reduce them back to, you know, the, the practical small and mid-sized business story of, you know, what do you care about as a small firm? And for years, we've been asking these questions about, so what are your top business priorities for the next 12 months? And invariably, it's like, I want to grow revenue. You know, I got to grow this business. I want to drive revenue. And then, then, the, then it becomes, and I also want to be more productive and more efficient. And then I also want to um, really do a better job in engaging and retaining customers. So that, that becomes important. And then ultimately, it's a matter of cash flow. So if you think about these top four priorities, business priorities, they all align very nicely with what your cloud or your technology investment priorities are going to look like. So how do I drive revenue? Well, I can be more, more outgoing in terms of customer reach, being more effective in promotion, but I also want to be more productive and efficient in terms of my business operations. So how do I do that? Well, I, I want to make certain the resources are in the right hands of the right people as they move forward. And that often is a function of mobility. So mobile workforce, people who may be using their own tablets or smartphones, uh, but tie that to the cloud. It's like, well, now if I'm going to be empowering remote workers, I want to make certain they have access to resources 
central corporate resources as well as the, the business applications. And guess what? That's a cloud story. So it, it, it's very interesting when you, when you isolate on individual technology, well, there's mobility, there's cloud, there's the, the, the kind of, of other online resources, there are, you know, the, the remote working phenomenon and work anywhere, the anytime, anywhere kind of workforce, uh, role of millennials, they all kind of converge, if you will, with cloud as an important empowering sort of resource that basically allows you to, to, to leverage all of these different, different sort of, take them in isolation, these different phenomena, but they all intersect and they intersect in the cloud. And they intersect, it's all around that digital transformation. You said it so well of how they're all converging together. So you might be going off on, you know, taking an on-premise into the cloud, but then it opens up new challenges that, um, as you said, like with the workforce and being mobile and everything. So it's new challenges, but it's all leading to productivity. And it's because of the cloud and they're kind of innovating themselves. Exactly, exactly right. Although it's funny you mentioned digital transformation because at IDC, we have colleagues that are like, totally enraptured with digital transformation, working with fortune top companies, and it's like, oh, everybody's devoting significant budget to, to digital transformation, engaging the digital economy, and, and getting ready for the, you know, the, the 2020s, and it's gonna be changing the world, and you're gonna be you know, a, you know, dead in the water if you're not you know, engaged with this. And I'm sort of saying, well, I'm not sure about that. And in fact, we, we, we're asking small and mid-sized firms, so in your list of IT spending priorities, you know, what are the top ones we have? Oh, digital transformation. I bet that's going to be really big. It was like number eight, number nine. It's like, eh, you know, I got I to gotta update PCs. I have mobile workforce. I got to get new apps out. We have new customer engagement things we have to do. So these are really more critical spending priorities than digital transformation. So I was feeling kind of going, oh man, everybody's so excited about this stuff and you know, small and mid-sized firms, they don't care. But then we also asked the question, how is it affecting your thinking? Are you moving forward with digital transformation as part of your assessment of technology investment in general? And do you agree or not so much? And it was like two thirds of small and mid-sized firms said, yeah, yeah. We're, we're being attentive. You know, it's part of our thinking. It's just not, we're not slapping a lot of money on the table. We don't have budget for it. But as part of any technology acquisition choice, we're basically asking the question, you know, will it do the job now? Is it going to get, get us along in terms of improving our productivity? Does it, does it meet my near-term goals? Is it low-hanging fruit in terms of what is it going to be delivering to my company in terms of performance? But in the background, there's and will it help me in the long term? Is it a longer range kind of investment? Or is it one and done? It's like, I don't care. I'm not going to be around in three months. It's like, who knows? So there's, there's this longer term thinking that really is beginning to inform the, the small and mid-sized business decision process. And it also ties to, you know, I might spend a little bit more, not a lot. I might spend 5% more, maybe 10% to ensure to future-proof the in technology investment I'm making now, so that it'll carry on into the next three years, five years, maybe beyond. Because the one thing that a small business and even mid-sized firm hates to do is throw stuff out. It's like, oh man, I'm throw, throw out technology. It's like working. You know, for years we were seeing guys with dot matrix printers and you know, all this ancient technology that you'd see in museums that they're, that they're still using. And they're probably sourcing you know, parts and supplies from some obscure South American producer because nobody, you know, it, you know, in the neighborhood is making this technology anymore. But that's the thinking that really has allowed a lot of small businesses, especially mid-sized firms as well, to succeed because they, they, 
they're always productive. They're always squeezing the last bit of value out of any technology investment. And so exceeding duty cycles, keeping stuff around for years. You know, I just retired a 13-year-old car. And that's, that's like, I'm like a small business owner. It's like, yeah, there are, there are fancier, more modern cars I could be getting. But it's like, it still works. It's fine. But it still drives. It still drives. Exactly. I think the one thing with small businesses is they're just yeah. trying to get their product out there, their business. And so they might not be as efficient and as productive, but it's getting the work done. And as you exactly. said, I think a top priority is the spend. Do they have enough money to spend? But I think it's all on their radar now that they need to right. look into it because they can be more productive and then they can really focus on the business if they move to the cloud. Yep, exactly right. And it's and it can be applied and added seamlessly. So that's the other appealing thing is that I don't have to go dark for a month and implement a new technology. I can operate the way I'm operating now using my current technology and bring in cloud capabilities on top of that. So the ability to, to layer the technology in an effective way on top of your existing environment without disruption. And I, I, I liken it to... to um, to orthodonture, where you know you go to <laughs> go to sleep at night, you know, put the device on, you know, and then in you know two or three months you're like you know a new look, as opposed to plastic surgery, where I have to like disappear and then reemerge, you know, and it's like nobody you know wants plastic surgery from a small and mid-sized business perspective. I can't I can't go dark for a month and then come back, you know, with all new processes in place because my business has to run. I I depend on my cash flow. I have customers I have to take care of. I have staff that are used to doing things in a certain way, and I can't be too disruptive of them either in terms of how they operate and, and what they need in order to do their jobs effectively. So I like um, your analogy to the business makeover. I think that's a really well uh, said and how we can end on that with um, this first part one of our talk with uh, Ray Boggs here today on using cloud capabilities for a competitive advantage. Ray, thank you for joining us. And for our audience, we're going to put a link in here where you can go and you can get this report to read more about it. But tune in um, for our next show, part two. We're going to be talking with Ray more about this report. So uh, we hope you'll join us. Thank you. To watch more of these shows, go to growthmattersnetwork.com.